The NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is the home for the info you need to make the smarter bets. NBA, college basketball, and the NHL, they got you covered. Just go to BetQL.com, promo code SGP30. That's BetQL.com, promo code SGP30 for 30% off. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports bettors providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page so you never miss a pick. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash BTV. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash BTV. And finally, we're brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is the stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. That's right, no VIG betting that's legal in 40 states. Sign up at betteredge.com, promo code SGP, for a free $10 bet. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-Edge.com, promo code SGP. Hello and welcome to the NBA Gambling Podcast for Monday, February 8th. It's a little after noon Eastern Standard Time. I'm your host, Ryan Rich Fat Baby McKee, and I'm joined by Zach Swiss Bank Broner. How's it going, Zach? It's going good. It's going good. A little, uh, you know, coming off Super Bowl Sunday, one of the uh, scariest Sundays of the year when that when that fourth quarter strikes zero. And you got to turn your attention to Monday. So now I'm in the Monday email flow right now, but happy to be potting and uh, good to see you. So I know you had a a fun weekend with the Super Bowl, some props. So, um, yeah, I had told I have a a friend who has a radio show in Arizona and sometimes I call into it and give. Uh, gambling picks and I told people to bet the fan running on the field at plus 700 but then didn't bet it myself but I did bet on the bucks so I did win money there yeah there you go and I was you know as a fan of neither team it was a little disappointing obviously had a blowout but I what I did want to I was telling my friends last night you know it's been a sneaky awesome NBA regular season so far I I'm fully I'm fully on board with that I think the, the regular season has been really fun so far so I'm glad that the attention of all these NFL, you know, P- NFL main sport people can now turn to the NBA because it's been really good. And, you know, I think we're at a point where definitely things are starting to come into picture. Um, you know, we can already start, start talking about playoff seating. I know there's a interesting one. Yeah, two, all my three picks with the, with the Jazz, picks Clippers, hit. Lakers. All my picks hit yesterday. Uh, which was great because I'd bet I'd actually bet on all of them too, not just picked them. So I had some extra money to throw on the Super Bowl. There you go. There you go. You get you get a big dinner tonight. You know, maybe, maybe steak dinner. Celebrate that Bucks win. That that undefeated NBA game. Um, yeah. But yeah, and there and there was great games. You know, Friday, Saturday. So, um, you know, we're we're still in the heat up of the NBA season. So looking forward to uh, talking about some Tuesday games, some other stuff today. Absolutely. And I've noticed that you're wearing your Air Force hat today. Uh, but it could also just be as fuck, right? With the <laughs> AF. It, it is an Air Force hat. I got to support the troops. So, you know, thank you to all for your service. So if there are any veterans out there or, or active service members listening. I have a quick uh, AF story to tell. Uh, my wife got me a Cleveland AF shirt after we bought a house in Cleveland. So it's Cleveland as fuck. 
And uh, her, I was wearing it and her uncle saw it and he goes, what does Cleveland AF stand for? And she goes, Cleveland as fuck. But he had heard Cleveland ass fuck. And so about an hour, like three hours later, he's like, why are you wearing a Cleveland ass fuck shirt? So <laughs> make sure you uh, pronounce it right when older people ask you what AF stands for. Anyway, moving on, let's get into it. A couple of news items from this weekend, and then Zach and I are going to preview all of Tuesday's games, a larger Tuesday slate than normal. And uh, we'll give you our picks for each game. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about any news items from each of the news items and trends from each of those teams as well. First, one I wanted to throw out there, Steph Curry going 11 from 19 from three-point range. I was watching this game. Really fun to see Curry on fire. 57 points and Luka, but still ended up Luka being the bigger star there with 42 points and 11 assists to lead Dallas to a 134-132 to win. What are we thinking about this Warriors team right now with uh, Draymond at the five? Yeah, and obviously, you know, big injuries to the front court there in Golden State, which yeah. has necessitated this this shift from Draymond to the five. Um, and that that was definitely one of the more entertaining two game sets that we've had all year. That Mavericks Warriors one that took mm-hmm. place, I guess, late last week into Friday. Was it Saturday night? This game? Yeah, Saturday. Um, night. Yeah, I mean, obviously, stud performances from both Luca and Steph. Um, I mean, look, the Warriors. I think they look they look fun. Like they're 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 not a great team, but they have. The star power from Steph and Draymond, they're starting to come together. Ubre and Wiggins have been, um, you know, I think playing pretty well, especially after all the narrative around them in the beginning of the year. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I honestly watched this Warriors team, and it's just such a shame that Clay Thompson's not healthy because, um, you know, sliding him into this team would make them really dangerous. I think right now they're kind of a fun team, but I don't necessarily respect them as a contender in the West. I don't know where you at with them. I don't see them as a contender. I think they might uh, hit the play-in tournament, and that's about as good as they're going to do. I see teams like Phoenix um, and Denver continuing to take steps forward, even Sacramento really making some noise. And uh, I just think that the Warriors are going to end up getting kind of pushed to 9 or 10 in that play-in spot. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, look, they're getting this Herculean Steph Curry performance so far this year, and he's obviously... I think he's proved a good amount in terms of the type of player he can be by himself. Um, not that he's yeah, by but himself. It's not I mean, equating to a lot of wins, you know, it, that's exactly, just... that, that, that's exactly where I was going to go. I mean, he's been playing this well, they're 12 and 11 with a plus 0.3 point differential, right? They haven't been anything really above average. So um, that is, and that's kind of why you wish they had, they had Clay Thompson on this team, but you know, they're, they're right in the thick of it in the West. I mean, it's getting interesting now with Portland, Golden State, Sacramento, Houston, Memphis, and New Orleans. That kind of feels like a tear to me right there. Like you said, contending to the play in, for the play in um, the back end of the playoff picture. So, and then the Mavericks too. I mean, they're at ten and fourteen right now. Uh, and I expect the, them to start heating up more. I don't expect them to be a losing record team. Yeah, and they're obviously still you know feeling the pain of that six game losing streak they just came off of, which stretched you know a couple of weeks back into last week. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think they're starting to maybe turn a corner. I don't really know. I mean, I, I I'm, I'm with you. I, I want to believe in this team. They've won two of their last three. Um, so they get Here's Minnesota the pro- tonight. This get the schedule looks pretty easy coming up. So maybe a good chance to rack up some wins here, Minnesota, Atlanta, New Orleans, Portland, Detroit, um, in their next five games. 
Yeah, here's the problem is when Steph is able to have a 57 point game and they still lose and that that feels very reminiscent of Bradley Beal and the Wizards where he's putting up 40 50 point games and they're still losing that would have never happened in previous years with Steph. There's just not a strong enough second scorer there. Even Draymond seems to have really taken a step back in scoring. He's killing it with assists, but he's not even taking many shots, and he's not shooting from three point at all. Like he used to be a a solid three point shooter, and now he doesn't seem like he wants to take any of them. Yeah, I mean, look, the 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 the, I I agree with you. The Warriors are still twelve and eleven, and the Wizards are five and fifteen. So I want to, I definitely want to give them some credit here. but no, no, I'm you're not right. saying they're the Wizards. I just think it's sound. It just it's similar. That line feels similar. Yeah, I I, I agree. I mean, look, Steph, for Steph to put up whatever you know, 57 points in a, in a loss. Uh, and 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 I have to say, I mean, I, I've been impressed by Andrew Wiggins. I, I think he's actually looked pretty good this year. I, I I think he is. He gets a bad rap. He's averaging 18 and five this year, um, shooting 38 percent from shooting 38 yeah. percent from three. Not not terrible at all. It's more because he was a number one overall pick and, and people expected so much coming in for him coming into it. But he has learned how to play with this Warriors team and be a really productive starter. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Andrew Wiggins. I'm also a fan of Kelly Uber. I, mean, I, I think this, this team just they lack a little bit of firepower. But, you know, 12 and 11, I think they're going to be right around 500 all year. Um, but obviously th- those two games were very fun. So when you, when you get Steph and Luka clicking on all cylinders like that, you know, you can't turn the TV off. And we got to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors and we'll be right back. Do you want an advantage over the sports books when it comes to NBA, college basketball, NHL, all the sports you can imagine, and especially coming up on March Madness, you need to get on this now and download BetQL, the only app you need to make smart bets. Their algorithm has simulated and will simulate all of the March Madness games so they'll have all the best bets for you like it's no big deal. BetQL has sharp data for college basketball, NBA, NHL. So if you want the inside edge for who the pros are backing, you need to check out BetQL. Plus, they have tons of sportsbook offers for your state. Head to the App Store or Google Play Store to download BetQL. I'm looking at their site right now, and they're telling me that 36% of sharp money is on the Rockets versus the Hornets tonight. Ooh, that is something I am going to take advantage of. The I'm going to bet the Rockets right now. Uh, I'm also looking that they have... Uh, 50% of sharp money is on the Bulls versus the Wizards. I'm seeing 16% of sharp money is on the Raptors at the Grizzlies. So something to keep in mind. You see what the pros are betting. You might want to go ahead and stick with them. Head to betql.com and enter promo code SGP30 for 30% off your first subscription. That's promo code SGP30 at betql.com. Other big news item, a Derrick Rose trade. Uh, Rose reunited with Tibbs, rejoins the Knicks where he spent a, a turbulent 2016-2017 season uh, really struggling under that triangle offense with uh, Phil Jackson. Uh, Pistons get Dennis Smith Jr. as a, a reclamation project and a second-round pick via Charlotte. I'm seeing that 538 projects the Knicks finishing with the East ninth best record on average, which would put them in the play-in tournament and gives them a 33% chance of earning a playoff spot. You're a Knicks fan, uh, lifelong. How do you feel about this Rose trade? Yeah, I mean, look, this is one of the 
most psychotic trades I can remember. I mean, I just do not understand what the Knicks are doing whatsoever. And and I, I've been saying that we, we were banging this drum all year when we, we talked about how we like the Knicks win total over. I mean, this franchise is just so colossally misguided. I don't understand what they're thinking here. I guess they're chasing the play-in game. But when you look at this team, they're making a win-now move, acquiring a veteran who's going to further – you know, shift their young players down the rotation. You look at this Knicks rotation right now, right? You would have Emmanuel quickly and Obi Toppin coming off the bench in like reserve roles. Um, RJ Barrett quickly has been really good. Quickly has been really good. They're adding another guard in the mix to take minutes away from him. Alfred Payton closes games over him. You know, you have a, a rotation and that's not even to speak of Frank Nilakina who's a former lottery pick wallowing away on the bench because his confidence has been destroyed by the team. Kevin Knox wallowing away on the bench because his confidence has been destroyed by the team. Dennis Smith career completely came to a halt in New York. Now he's getting shipped off to, to Detroit. Um, Ignis Brezdakis is a guy who's shown flashes. He can't get a look. So just the refusal to develop young talent, you have to let these guys play. And now you're looking at a rotation with Reggie Bullock, Alec Burks, Austin Rivers, Derek Rose, and Alfred Payton are five players in your rotation. That's not even to speak of, you know, Taj Gibson's now there. Um, Julius Randle is playing so much more than Obi Toppin. I mean, Obi Toppin was a guy we liked as rookie of the year because of mm-hmm. the potential for him to be. He was the best player in college last year and is a complete dud as a rookie. It just makes no sense to me why the Knicks refuse Tibbs to does de- not develop young talent. Yeah, they and, and it's just it's it's really just malpractice because you have Obi Toppin. He's looking like a bust <laughs> because he's not having a chance to play through these mistakes. You know, he's just sitting on the bench, getting in his own head. And that's what the Knicks do. The Knicks destroy the mental health and confidence of their young players by inconsistent roles. They never know where they stand with the coaching staff. They're they're playing one game. They're DNPing the next two games. Like, it's just, it's insane. I mean, there are, Kevin Knox and Frank Nilakina are guys who I still think could be good if they were in a good situation, right? Those guys have shown good flashes. Kevin Knox is making 42% of his threes this season, and now he's on the bench so you can play Austin Rivers and Reggie Bullock to try to chase the playing game. I mean, it, it makes no sense, and I don't understand what the Knicks – and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm ranting a little bit here. I don't, I don't understand what no. the conversation is in the Knicks front office that leads to a trade like this saying we need to add veteran in, injured veteran minutes – to this rotation to further marginalize Emmanuel quickly to make sure Frank Nelikana has no chance of ever redeeming any type of even value to trade him. Um, so it's, it's just really crazy to me. I mean, maybe it does help them make the playoffs, but um, just doesn't really make sense. Um, Let me play devil's advocate here against your point. I'm not saying I disagree with you, but is there a world where, I mean, they weren't playing Dennis Smith anyway. He was not playing any minutes. He was totally out of the rotation. He was trying to get down to the G League team um, just so he could play some minutes. To get Derrick Rose, who's, if nothing else, savvy veteran, can kind of help with some leadership possibilities. If, I mean, is there anything for that i mean worth there i mean you weren't getting anything from smith anyway yeah i mean we we weren't getting anything from smith but like we could have potentially got like if you let him play maybe you could let him you know build up some confidence work through mistakes i don't know i mean i think i think there is this battle i just i'm officially done with the idea of like we need to build a culture in new york right like that just made it like 
I don't, what does a culture of winning do? You need to have good young players. Like just because you show that you can like grind on defense, I don't really know what, what the value of that is. So yeah, Derek Rose might be, might come and look, I don't know. He might come in and be a great leader for all I know. I saw a stat yesterday that the Knicks have either picked between sixth and ninth or not had a first round pick at all in 15 of the last 20 seasons. One of the most insane <laughs> stats I've ever heard in my entire life. This team has sucked just not badly enough to always be between sixth and ninth. I mean, that is just like the ultimate Nick story, right? They always end up starting the year with a couple good wins and it's like, Oh, New York's back. And you know, in February and March, they're going to have a, uh, you know, a couple of weeks where they go like two and 12 and completely fall down the standings, but not enough to ever get the elite talent. Right. I mean, even with this, this core you have right now, it's RJ Barrett was a third pick. He's, he's looking really good, but top in Knox, Nilakina, um, they all came from that six through nine range and none of them have developed and none of them have even been given a chance to develop. So, and it uh, seems like they're really in wit. They're going to continue being in win now mode if they're going for Derrick Rose, which probably means they're not going to trade away Julius Randle for a lot of assets before the trade deadline. Yeah, no, I don't think they're going to trade Julius Randle at all. I mean, and that's just in the, the funny thing is, I mean, what, what would Julius Randle even fetch on the open market? Right. I, I don't really know what what role he would play on a winning team, but. I mean, let's just look at this. Get this a first minute. round pick. Couldn't you get a first round pick from him and maybe uh, some salary relief or something? Yeah, I think maybe. I mean, the he, the good thing is he's on team control. He's a, a team option on that deal for next year. I'm sure the Knicks will probably end up picking that up. And Julius Randle has played well this year, so I don't want to disparage that. But the goal of this team should be to be as bad as possible, right? I mean, I hate to make, I hate to reduce the entire goal of like a franchise to that, but. That's what you need to do when you're a bad team. You need to let your young players play, let them try to build something, let them try to become something. Um, and then in that process, if while they're working through the growing pains, you also improve your odds to get another great player to mm -hmm. add to the mix. So, you know, the, the Knicks are what? They're they're in ninth place right now. I think I no one, no one thinks they have any chance of winning a playoff series. And <laughs> um but yet they're they're not going to be able to be bad enough to catch up to the Pistons, Wizards, and and the T Wolves. So they're they're I mean their best bet is is still to get to like the fourth pick. Um, and 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 you know we we've, we've seen in the NBA draft that's not going to be good enough. Um, most likely to to get elite level uh, or or a big you know high high likelihood swing and at a top talent. So um, it's just really frustrating. I mean, I, I just can't possibly imagine and we should move on I'm, I'm just killing the Knicks over and over again but I, I can't possibly imagine what the conversation was in the front office that was like hey let's go get Derrick Rose so we can you know play him over Emmanuel quickly and RJ Barrett and make sure that Frank has no chance to ever return to the rotation I mean what kind of decision is that I, I just don't who like I mean I, mean, I, I, I guess I, I probably Tibbs, but... Tibbs was probably right yeah <laughs> because he has played his best basketball with Tibbs, even in uh, he started his comeback when he was with the Timberwolves, right? And with yeah. Tibbs was the coach, so I guess that's the thinking behind it. But like, even even if it works out, it all it does is make you have a worse draft pick. That's all it will do. He, he has no, there is no scenario in which Derrick Rose is part of the long term future in New York. Like zero percent chance of that. I I just don't understand the move. But you know. 
Well, I do Each like own, it I guess. for the Pirates that I do have the their win total over 25 and a half. So I think that they're well on the way. They've got 11 wins right now and they're getting Derrick Rose. I think uh, that should help them for at least a couple more wins since they were getting nothing from Dennis Smith. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Derrick Rose and Alfred Payton, that's your backcourt. So I don't know. And we need to take another quick break and we'll be right back. Better than dot Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what DGENs only care about. It's sports betting. The best part is you'll be able to get free video picks from the whole SGPN crew. Make sure to subscribe to the SGPN page at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV so you never miss our picks. If you subscribe, you'll get a notification every time SGPN post a new video uh, i've been posting videos every week some of my picks doing better than others but you want to check out the video picks today from george brooks she's been killing it with her picks so uh, i know she'll be posting an nba pick for monday so go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash btv to subscribe to our better than dot vegas page today that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash btv Let's get to the Tuesday games. Let's start with the other uh, team in New York, as along with the other side of this trade with the uh, Detroit Pistons. We've got the Brooklyn Nets at Detroit Pistons. Um, it looks like uh, KD will continue being out until Friday, so he won't play in this game. Brooklyn is just a really confusing uh, team right now they they lost to the Wizards beat the Clippers in a really exciting game then lost to Toronto and got killed by the 76ers there was no Durant in that 76ers game Durant was like didn't start but then came in and then had to get out again against the Toronto game just really weird shit uh now Detroit is going to be without Derek Rose, but he still was not playing that well. He's played 15 games. Uh, he was putting up 14 points, which is uh, well below his average for the last two seasons. So I'm not sure how much that's really going to affect them. They're 11, 10, and 2 against the spread, whereas uh, Brooklyn is 10 and 15 against the spread. I imagine this is still going to be a pretty, even though it's in Detroit and Brooklyn will be without KD. What do you this KD giving or Brooklyn giving up five and a half, six points? What do you think, Zach? Yeah, I was gonna say maybe maybe a little more, maybe six and a half, seven. Um, but I I think Detroit is gonna be a hungry dog in this game. I I, I still like this Detroit team. They had a really fun uh, comeback against the Lakers. Sent that mm-hmm. game at double OT. I think that was Saturday night. Um, so yeah, I mean this this seems like a auto home dog spot for me. Um, but I, you know I think Brooklyn probably should still win this game. Um, but yeah, this 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 KD situation is tough. I I feel bad. I feel for them because it's just like. He's already had COVID, right? Let, He's had COVID and he continues testing man live, positive yeah. for the anti. Yeah, he continues testing positive for the antibodies, and uh, but he's getting reprimanded. He rode in the what was it, a team, uh, a team staff like drove a car with Katie, and he didn't wear a mask. And then the the team staff member had like an inconclusive test. I don't even understand it all. It's, it feels ridiculous, and the NBA really needs to take another look at it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it it does feel a little arbitrary, um, but yeah, I mean, I I I'm a fan of this Detroit team, especially as a home dog. Um, and yeah, you have some points here about the over. I think that that could definitely be a good look. I mean, the Nets yeah. don't really seem to, they play on stopping anybody, but I also don't see anyone in Detroit. You know, this is this could just be you know this is James Harden going to Detroit and just saying, I guess Kyrie will be there too, right? Is he is he healthy? Yep. 
Yeah, Kyrie so, is supposed to play. So uh, Harden and Kyrie, I imagine they'll put up a lot of points. Won't play a lot of defense. We're looking at the total. I don't see a total set yet, but uh, the total has gone over in 17 of Brooklyn's last 19 games, and the Detroit, their total have gone over in eight of their last 12 games. So definitely, I imagine it'll be a pretty high total, but definitely look to bet that still. Uh, any other leans on this game, Zach? Um... I mean, not really. Obviously, tough without the line. I think, I think this could be a good big game for for Jeremy Grant. Um, you know, there's yeah. really yeah, and 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 he obviously um, has. I th- I think he's been tapered off a little bit. I don't know exactly what he's been doing in terms of the player prop perspective or where these lines have been set. That's Munaf's expertise. But you know, there's just no big wing defender on this Nets team, and it could be a good opportunity. I mean, him to shine in an up and down pace. You know, yeah. no rim protection. So I think he, I know he one of our one of our regular listeners, one of our contributors regularly to the locker room, Jong Lee. Shout out to Jong. He has been uh, betting Jeremy Grant player props the whole year and says they're hitting more often than not. The odds makers never really caught up to how well good of a season he's having. Yeah, and I'm just pulling up the game log here. He's slowed down a little bit, uh, maybe in the last week or so, but had 32 points in that game against the Lakers. Obviously, it went to double OT, so that helps when you get to play 48 minutes. But um, you know definitely a he guy feels like who, a player he feels like a player that really steps up when it's a bigger game against some bigger competition so that could be the case here against brooklyn especially since they're not playing a lot of defense yes and and i i think this probably will come in maybe 22 and a half 23 i think that i recall that's been around where it's been um mm-hmm. and yeah like you said i mean he, he went to detroit to prove he could be a number one option and be on the level of guys like harden and Kyrie. so would make a ton of sense for him to show up and you know go off in a game like that you know Absolutely. Okay, so definitely look for Jeremy Grant player props. Look for the total over. Uh, moving on to, sorry, Zach, but we got to go to the New York Knicks at Miami Heat. This is the second game of a two-game series. Miami won yesterday, 109 to 103. It was a six-point spread, so I imagine it'll be right about six points again since the six-point spread hit exactly. Uh, New York, 12 and 13 against the spread, uh, three and six straight up in their last nine games. Miami, two and six against the spread in their last eight, three and seven straight up in their last 10 games. Miami seems like they're finally getting right. They need to. They've dropped way too many games uh, for this short of a season to keep dropping games. They seem healthier with Butler back. Uh, Dragic and Silva are questionable. Where are what are you thinking uh, with this New York Miami game? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm thinking I'm going with the Knicks here as a home dog. I, I think this the spread was oh, six. It's, yeah, it's in Miami. Oh, it's in Miami. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, wow. So, so this is a back to back, but with in the opposite location. Um, yep. Yeah. So, what are we thinking here? Maybe no. Wait, eight. wasn't it? Wasn't the last one in Miami too? No, the last one was at, at the Mecca. Let me double check. It's in Miami. Uh, yeah. This game. The, so okay, the, there you go. The Sunday matinee yesterday was in New York. So this is a you're right. Uh, you're right. So yeah, it's the same teams but different locations. Yeah. So maybe maybe Heat minus ten, Heat minus ten and a half here, or something like that. Heat minus yeah. nine. Um, yeah. I mean, I I would probably lean with the Knicks here as a dog. I mean, I think Miami kind of has this Jekyll and Hyde, right? They, I mean, they were they were losing that game to the Knicks. That was a, a neck and neck game until, you know, right late down the stretch that came down to the last two minutes. Um, and the Knicks looked really competitive. I thought, I thought they, they 
Um, and this goes against everything I was saying earlier from the franchise perspective, because they have been that hungry dog this season and they're, you know, staying in these games, trying to win these games. Um, so, you know, Bam Adebayo is obviously a really tough matchup for the Knicks to deal with. He kind of stresses out Mitch Robinson and how he likes to play. Um, you know, Duncan Robinson got up 10 threes. Uh, so, I, you know, I think it's, it's a tough matchup for the Knicks. And, and they also struggled offensively against the Heat. Um, so I could see this maybe being an under type game uh, with, with the familiarity, kind of a kind of a clanky matchup. Um, but I would lean with the, with the 10 points. I mean, the Heat, yeah, they, they've won two straight, but can they really be trusted? I mean, this is a team that lost to the Wizards and Hornets in their last two home games prior to those two straight wins. Yeah. I, I still expect the Heat to get right. Uh, it's a big question mark if Dragic is playing or not. Uh, he Even when he plays, he hasn't looked quite right. So uh, that's an issue. I would say I agree with you. I'm going to lean towards the road dog uh, Knicks, especially if it's a line around 10. But uh, I think that Miami will win this straight up. Uh, so I wouldn't bet the dog straight up. Uh, yeah, moving no. on, we've got the Houston Rockets at New Orleans Pelicans. Both of these teams are 12 and I'm sorry, both of these teams are 10 and 12 against this spread. Uh, Houston won the last matchup on January 30th, 126 to 112. Uh, New Orleans has won their last three games straight up and against the spread against the Suns, Pacers and Grizzlies. So they are looking better and they have two game. They have two game is off whereas uh houston is going to be on the back to deck they play the hornets tonight uh what are you thinking of this rockets pelicans matchup yeah i i, I like both these teams um and, and the pelicans have been playing better recently so credit to them three straight wins obviously as you mentioned um i think i think the matchup here shapes up well for the pelicans just with christian wood's injury and mm -hmm. demarcus cousins you know how how limited he is in the defensive end um if he has to play more minutes like i think zion and steven adams could absolutely gobble him up so i would lean with the pelicans here interested to see this line i mean i was really surprised that that pelicans were only favored by one at home against the grizzlies yesterday um and then the pelicans were only a one-point dog in indiana uh, kind of some confusing transitive property like lines out here the yeah. last few days but um yeah, I mean, I, I think this, this is a good matchup for the Pelicans, especially with their ability to um, attack that that Christian Wood uh, absence. Yeah, I, I like the Pelicans here a lot uh, with no Christian Wood. I mean, in the last game that... The and the rest Houston advantage. Won, yeah, and the rest advantage because uh, Christian Wood, he had put up 27-9 and nine in their first matchup, so they're going to have to find 27 points to make up for. Houston uh, went 3-0 and without Wood. We should mention when he had an ankle injury in late January. Um, but they needed uh, 52 points from the bench just to stay in striking distance uh, when they played the Spurs on Saturday without Wood, and they still lost 111-106. Uh, to 106. So really like the Pelicans here as they've been playing better. Anything else on this game? No, I just want to give a shout-out to David Nawaba um, on the Rockets bench. And just you, you mentioned their, the, how good their bench was in that game. He, he's, he's been pretty impressive, and it's another guy who came off an Achilles injury. Um, yeah. And he's looked really good. And obviously he, he got his whole career out of the mud, you know, Cal Poly product, um, you know, never really was touted as going to be anything. I believe he was undrafted. So um, credit to him. Yeah. And he's a big fan of this podcast. So I'm sure he's going to appreciate you giving him a shout out. <laughs> there you go. That, that, that's, that's a good one. 
And we just have a final quick break, and we'll be right back. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. Since you're buying positions from other sports bettors, there is no house. You can play for money in more than 40 states. Plus, they are doing a weekly college basketball contest on Wednesday and Saturday. $10 to enter, and each user will start with a balance of 1,000 edge coins to wager on the games. The player with the highest earnings will take the entire pool of entry fees. It's a battle royale. Take all. Plus, you can find the link under the competitions tab, so yeah, that's actually really smart to do because you can start getting your college basketball betting hat on now, so when March Madness comes, you'll be ready to go. So sign up today at betteredge.com and use promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-Edge.com, promo code SGP. The Golden State Warriors, who we already started talking about at the San Antonio Spurs. This is the second game of a back-to-back two-game series, so we'll have to see who wins tonight. Uh, we've got the Golden State Warriors 12-11 and 11 against the spread. Spurs 13-10 and 10 against the spread. There'll be no Aldridge, and Lonnie Walker is questionable for tonight, so we'll see if he's able to play tomorrow. Uh, it's interesting with Draymond at the 5, because the Spurs have looked pretty good good as they've gone smaller uh, but that was with Aldridge at the five uh, without Aldridge I'm not sure what the rotation is really going to be uh, I don't know I have no idea which way to go with this it's gonna really matter to see how they play tonight right yeah who are you picking this game tonight I have not made my pick yet uh, what's the spread let's see it's we a, it's have... a pick them it's a pick 'em right now. It looks like sharp money right now is coming in pretty heavy on the Warriors. I'm going to lean Warriors, but uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to double check that. The Spurs have been struggling a bit recently. Yeah, they, they, I mean, they, they, coming off two straight wins, right? But they kind of struggled. They, they lost back to back to Memphis at home and then struggled with Minnesota. They had to come back from down 17. I hit a nice Spurs money line live in that game, actually, which was fun. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I, I'm honestly probably on board with, I, I know the stats might not back this up, but I'm going to go with the oppo of whatever happens tonight, especially with that, how even these two teams are, um, and, and the Warriors, you know, I, I think they're, they might be a little better than the Spurs, but, um, with the Spurs being at home, uh, DeJounte Murray going at Steph Curry, uh, you know, in terms of the defensive matchup, DeJounte Murray ability to defend, that'll be fun to watch. Um, yeah, that is actually very fun to watch. So this will be a good matchup here. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, make sure to check out our updated picks, uh, sg.pn slash NBA picks for all Zach and I's. Plus, Moonoffs, uh, we pick every game against the spread. We have a, a, a new partner that we're working with, Tally Sports. What do you think of the new Tally Sports platform, Zach? It's been good. It's, it's it's really uh convenient. So and I know it looks really clean when it inputs to the website. So So much um, better than just our regular old spreadsheet that we were using for years. Yeah. Yeah. Although, you know, I I I'm a fan of the spreadsheet too, you know. I'm I'm just I'm just I'm a fan of everything, you know, especially David Nwaba. <laughs> so positive today, except for the yeah. Knicks. Other than as long as we're not talking about the Knicks, he's uh Mr. Positivity today. 
<laughs> um, moving on, we've got the Orlando Magic at Portland Trailblazers. Uh, Orlando's really struggled since beginning the season hot. They're 10 and 14 against the spread, but they are 1 and 5 against the spread in their last six. Uh, beat Chicago in a close game a few nights ago, but. Uh, they are uh, struggling otherwise. Um, the total has gone over in five of Orlando's seven games because they cannot guard anybody. To Portland, they are 10 and 12 against the spread, four and two against the spread in their last six games. This has just been a really confusing team. They beat Philly without a uh, Dame, and then they got stumped by the Knicks when Dame returned. So, I don't know. What are you seeing from this Portland team, and uh, do, does Orlando have a chance in Portland? No, I'm seeing this as kind of a smash Portland spot. Honestly, I'm a, I, I I'm loving fading this Orlando team. Um, they they did they did win the first game of that two game set against the Bulls, but Portland, I, I you know readings through some of their kind of press clippings uh, after that road trip, I think they were happy with given the injuries, they were happy to kind of ha- how that road trip came out. Uh, it was a let's see, it was it was a three and three, I believe, or mm-hmm. yeah, three and three on that road trip. Um, so not terrible, especially given the injuries. Now you come home against an inferior opponent. Um, I think this might be a big-time Portland uh, performance here. Um, you know, like you said, they lost to New York. Um, what and, did you see from that game? Did you watch it? I didn't really watch it. Um, they lost to New York. I mean, it was kind of just like your class. The the Knicks defense played well. Uh, you know, you can't, can't deny it. Tibbs had them playing well on, on defense. Lillard was kind of quiet. I mean, he, he did have 29, but didn't really – take that many shots. Gary Trent was shooting a lot. Um, and then on, on the Knicks side, Alfred Payton played well. Um, RJ Barrett played well. So, you know, it was kind of your classic Knicks. Um, your classic Nick, obviously holding Portland under a hundred points. That was kind of the story of the game. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Portland here, maybe favored by seven, seven and a half. I don't know what you think, um, but I, I'll be, I'll, I'm be on, on Portland this game. I'm right around there. I think so, too. I'm going to lean Portland. Also, look at the total because uh, I, I, I mentioned that Orlando not playing a lot of defense. Their over has gone five. Uh, the over has hit in five of the last seven games, and the uh, over has hit in Portland's four of their last five games. So not a lot of defense being played on either side. It should be a high-scoring game. Um, maybe even do a parlay with the Portland and the over. might like that. Uh, moving on, we've got two more games. Philadelphia 76ers at the red hot Sacramento Kings. Uh, Philadelphia 13 9 and 2 against the spread. Sacramento 13 and 10 against the spread. 8 and 0 against the spread in their last eight. Uh, have you been watching the Sacramento games, Zach? Have you got a chance? Yeah, I mean, look, the De'Aaron Fox is is cooking, right? I mean, he's been so fun to watch this year, and I think the Kings have kind of reestablished themselves. Obviously, um, I think it's a little concerning for them. I, I think they're um, winning a lot of close games, right? There, and they still have a minus four point five point differential. So maybe some regression here coming to them. But yeah, I mean, to get the wins against Clippers, Nuggets, uh, Celtics, obviously there's some injuries that played into those wins, and all of them were within five points. You know, we, we were close games. But I've been impressed with the Aaron Fox and and Halliburton. Um, so they have some nice pieces. I mean. Um, Credit to them. I mean, they, they, they've they kind of picked it back up after the beginning of the season looked like it was going haywire. 
Yeah, I've been really enjoying watching them in the second half of games, uh, even the fourth quarter, as they uh, have Fox, Buddy Heald, Halliburton, uh, and Rashawn Holmes and uh, Harrison Barnes out there together. And it's kind of a smaller, quick lineup. I really like kind of the three-guard look with Heald, Halliburton, and Fox. Uh, yeah. I think that that can continue to be a winning combination for them. Yeah, and also, I mean, this four-game winning streak coincides with Marvin Bagley has not played more than 22 minutes in any of these four wins that they that they rattled off here. So I think, you know, he was kind of an issue. Is he a three? Is he a four? Is he a five? He doesn't play any defense. He wants to take isolation shots. So getting him off the floor has been, I think, a boon to, like you said, they have these smoother lineups that they can play better together than Bagley's fit with with the rest of their guys. It's really too bad. I was hoping that he would uh, bounce back this season and be a force for them. Uh, he showed some promises rookie season before getting and then injured last season. So, I mean, you got to remember uh, that they took him over Luca. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and Trey Young, right? So, it's uh, just really unfortunate. But uh, De'Aaron Fox, you mentioned playing like an absolute all star. Um, I, I, I remember thinking that he really struggled last season, but I, that was just more he struggled with his three ball shooting only 29%. And uh, he's back up to 36%, which is uh, close to his uh, percentage of year two at 37%. So you have him, Halliburton, and Heald uh, jacking up threes. It's going to be tough to stop when they're hot. Uh, they'd have won uh, their last four against Clippers, Celtics, Pelicans, and Nuggets. So four really good wins. Yeah, yeah. And this game should be interesting, I think. Definitely, it's a nice matchup for Joel Embiid getting the chance to attack inside a you know smaller front line for the Kings. Um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, may, maybe Sixers minus five here, Sixers minus four and a half here. Um, yeah, I could see that, and I'm gonna. I would probably lean with Sacramento then because uh, Philadelphia has not been as good on the road, not as bad as they were last season, but still not doing very well. Better at home. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that this could be a good home dog spot for Sacramento for sure. Uh, you know, especially with their their smaller guards' ability to kind of speed. I think it's going to be an interesting clash of styles, right? With especially yeah. if the Kings go to that three guard lineup, really spread out versus Embiid inside. So this will be a fun game to watch. Absolutely. Okay, moving on to our final game, we've got the Boston Celtics at the other red hot team, Utah Jazz. Uh, Jazz seventeen six and one against the spread uh, in their last sixteen. They're fourteen one and one against the spread, just tearing it up. Uh, Zach and I we. Uh, both liked this Utah team a lot at preseason. We're looking real smart now. Uh, Boston, 12-10 and 10 against the spread. Just lost to the Suns, but they had Jalen Brown out. Um, we have to definitely see if Jalen Brown is back, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, say I'm going to keep taking the Jazz until they, uh, you know, until they let me down, which they haven't in a while. How about you? Yeah, I think this is a good this is a good matchup for the Jazz and the Celtics always struggle to deal with these uh, great bigs. So I think that Gobert is going to cause them a lot of problems. Um, yeah, I I, I think I'm going to be curious to see where this line comes out. I think Bo these Boston is definitely one of the most confusing teams in the league, right? I think they're kind of like really the forgotten are. team in the East. They're only at twelve and ten, so the record's not that good. But um, you know, they also have but they also can be excited about the emergence of Jalen Brown, how well he's playing. Um, maybe, you know, they found their second star, but you know, only a plus 1.8 point differential. I mean, on paper, the, the jazz should be favored by six, seven points here. Um, if not, you know, even more given the home court. So um, 
I yeah, think this, I mean, this might, and it's also a big chance to make a statement for the Jazz, right? Absolutely. And uh, I mean, Boston, uh, the Suns, when they played uh, yesterday, Suns were giving up four and a half to Boston in Phoenix. And I, obviously, the Utah is much better at home than the Suns are at home and uh, just a much better team. So you can see this getting up to seven or eight if Brown is out, um, which is a pretty big line for a team like Boston, who uh, a lot of people are high on coming into the year. Uh, they are a very confusing team. They lost to the Spurs and the Lakers, then beat the Warriors and lost to Sacramento. Beat the Clippers out of nowhere, but uh, that was without um, – Paul George, right? I think Paul George was out for that one and then lost convincingly to Phoenix. So this is the last game of a five game road trip for them. So I think Utah will roll on them. Yeah. And and I think, uh, you know, just looking at this slate for tomorrow, I think uh, maybe a Utah Miami money line parlay could be uh could be a good, uh, good, good pick for that for today for tomorrow, I guess. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You know, we have Utah here. They're 15 and one in their last 16 straight up. That's really impressive. Um, and then nine and zero straight up in their last nine at home. So, I think that that could be kind of a slam dunk uh, parlay leg, jazz yeah. money line. Absolutely. And if you want to look at um, another maybe same game parlay, you could do the under because uh, four of five, uh, four of Utah's last five games against Boston have gone under. Uh, the total has gone under in five of seven. Five of Boston's last seven games. I think that Utah is going to shut down their scoring with their good defense, and could be could be a slow game for them. Anything else on this game, or anything else, Zach? Before we get out of here, um, no. I mean, I think th- this could be a good slate. Obviously, TNT tomorrow night, and then you know we're recording this Monday. There's a really fun slate on Monday night as well. So you know, like I said at the beginning of the show, all you NFL uh, lead favorite sport people, uh come over to the NBA it's it's been really fun and um it's starting to pick up and you know great games tonight great games tomorrow I haven't looked at Wednesday but I'm sure every night this week is going to be fun so looking forward to uh making the picks and talking with you absolutely make sure to subscribe to NBA gambling podcast please leave us a review uh rate and review it really helps out the show uh also subs- uh you can follow Zach on Twitter at NBA Zach B you can follow me at the Ryan McKee. Check out our updated picks, sg.pn slash NBA picks, and go head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com for all kinds of coverage on all the sports going on right now. If you're getting excited for March Madness, we've got plenty of college basketball coverage for you to start uh, boning up on that now that the NFL is over. Um, and yeah, Zach, uh, well, the NBA Gambling Podcast will be back tomorrow with a live locker room show at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Unfortunately, I think Zach won't usually be able to make those, but we'll be back on Wednesday uh, with a show on this feed with Zach and I. Uh, All right. Until then, best of luck with your bets. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna dunk it! Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna